Hello, good afternoon, good evening. This is another episode of the Balls of Heart podcast. This is episode 16, and tonight, boy, tonight, tonight is a busy night for us. Um, in the building, we have Moss. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm so recovering from that turbulent match of football. That that was that was mad. And tonight we also have uh, our usual guest, Dan, our representative Chelsea fan. Dan, boy, how was your day? As emotional roller coaster, man. Like I thought, like we were gonna get like classic Chelsea, classic two thousand six Chelsea. To be fair, we did get it. We, we came like with the best and the worst part of classic Chelsea. Like everything, everything boy. toxic, everything good about it, but. So let's get we into got, it. We got, have um, our, we got Hazard Blasic at the end of the day. Yeah, we got Hazard Blasic for real for real. Uh, boys, t- today was a cup final and it sure, sure as hell felt like a cup final. Chelsea lost on penalties to Manchester City. Raheem Sterling got the, fin- got the decisive penalty. It became 4-4. 5-4. But that wasn't the re- that wasn't the story that everyone everybody will remember. Um, should we actually discuss that, or do we go about the game because the game was quite fascinating? Yeah, I thought let's the game was Let's give them one Because yeah. I now nah, let's give Dan Dan you being a Chelsea fan, how did you felt throughout the game, and how what did you make of that Kepa situation? Like, I mean, just talking about the game in general, like. I thought we were, it was pretty calm, like pretty calm game from us. Like, I don't think City had a shot on target like throughout the whole like 120 minutes. Like we were pretty, we defended wide areas really well. Like, like shout out to William. He's had two like against at Stamford Bridge. Like he was really good. He was really good today as well. Um, everyone was tracking back and Kante. Like man, that guy was playing at least three midfield roles. He was playing like the Hamsik role. He was playing the Alan role. He was playing the Higuain role. Like all in one, and it was just like I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think like we should put him as like a top five player in the league. Like I, I swear, I see his name. I think people rate him, but they don't see him as like top five. Like the guy is just playing at a crazy level right now. I, I, I tweeted it earlier, and I, I think I said like, um, it's crazy how um, Kante, how Kante is playing. Maybe he deserves to be top five player over a lot of people. Uh, on a lot, on, in a lot of people's list, and that was, I think, that was a half time. And after the 120 minutes, I'm more convinced about that. Uh, I feel, I feel like everybody rates Kante. Everybody knows how Kante, how good Kante is. But over the past like five, six, seven months, I think we've underrated how good he is as a footballer. Because mm-hmm. today it was, it was a complete performance. He was. He he was the ultimate box to box player. He he was tackling in the edge of his box. He was he was transition. He was he was running with the ball, beating players on the dribble, uh, being really assured with his passing. Uh, he helped. He's even he, making runs into the box. Like he like was even running. Runs. Yeah, he nearly he got um, the winner. There yeah. was a ten minutes. Like, he scored in the Stamford Bridge the- game match. As a footballer, he is incredible, incredible. See, that's the thing. It's really weird how people will be e- they'll be more lenient to say Kante is the best midfielder in the world than they are to say he's a top five player in the league. Yeah, like n- niggas like, will be quicker to say he's the best in the world than he's the best about, in like, the league. Twitter will um, defend like someone like Jorginho like a lot of the time, saying like it's you know it's the system or like 
it's it's someone else's fault. But like when you look at Kante, like I don't think Kante hasn't been asked. Like Kante has just been asked to do any role, and he's done it like without any any fuss, and he, and he's shown to be like such a like multi-dimensional player. He looks like the the sixty million player. Like Jorginho doesn't look like the sixty million player. But even though I thought you know was, what I, today I felt like Jorginho was quite good. I, I do actually think he was quite good, but like still, like you still see his limitations in that sometimes mm-hmm. does struggle to like maybe dribble. Like he can feel one-dimensional, but I do think like he did play some nice like passes. Like, he was starting some even nice defensively. Time. Defensively, I thought he was he was actually quite assured in, in himself, and I felt like he broke up play whenever it was needed. Because whenever City were on the break, he always took he always took the right decision. He yeah. always made he made sure he made the right tackle. He even took a he even took like a yellow card in extra time. Like mm. if he doesn't take that, City probably score. So I felt he like, was actually quite yeah. good throughout the game. Should have been set off um, as well. Next, you think, do you, you think, think so? Next, do you think the next Chelsea manager should um build like keep with this Kante like at number eight experiment or should he go back to like as a six? Because I feel I like I was I was watching like his know. Leicester I was watching like his Leicester like performances from the title winning season and there still was like like potential there. Like I remember that game at the Emirates. He was like playing as like a winger that game, like taking players on. So, and I remember Mourinho said that like in January, he said that Kante can play anywhere. So I'm starting to think I like let's just keep with this experiment. Like I, I don't see a problem. The thing is, I don't think this is an experiment per se. I just think this is the progression of Kante's career that has been has been going on. Because the first season of Kante's rise was Leicester and he won the league and he was brilliant as like a shuttling box to box midfielder. And he was and he was he was excellent in that role. And the second season was the first season at Chelsea. And I think it was literally the same the player. The role slightly changed. Yeah. Yeah, the role he slightly a... changed. But he was he was the same player, but he just improved on the was, ball. Yeah, and I, think, I think he was more disciplined, like he wasn't making the runs he was making this season. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in the third season, he was asked to sit a bit deeper and, and to, to, be, to be a bit like, this is very disrespectful to Kante, to be like a cockerland, to just be, yeah, to yeah. just sweep up, to just sweep up shop and make sure you pass the, to the more talented individuals. Uh, I think in, in that season, it really, despite him being asked to do that by Kante, I think, I think Kante should be credited for a lot of Kante's progression as just a natural yeah. footballer on the ball because he's really like, improved remember, in possession. Yeah. His yeah. confidence has improved. And I think that's all up to Conte for testing him, basically. I'm, yeah, I remember, like, after a game, like, in the title-winning season, like, Conte was like, yeah, Conte is great, but he needs to improve his, like, his first-time pass and things like that. And it was like, that was, like, the first time, like, a manager, even, like, he was getting so much praise, but it was, like, the first time a manager had called, like, Conte out. And it seemed to have worked. Because then, like, in his second season, he improved even more on the ball, like, there was that performance against Boss at the new camp. Like he had just becoming more. I think he's just become more like confident at starting counters. I think before he would. Now he's, he was now he's one of the best. Yeah. When so it comes to getting the ball and passing, just passing its first time and actually yeah. making a progressive pass, not yeah. a sideways, just yeah. and it's, easy pass. Really like, he's one of really the best. Quick and, they're really quick and accurate. Like that's what I like about them. But fast feet. Well. Like from, well, obviously Kante used to be a ten and a winger. But it was lower league football. Now he's playing World Cup level, yeah. World Cup winning level football, Chelsea yeah. level football, while being the best midfielder on both yeah, those I teams. Lot, I think a lot of DMs world, have had. Like, I think a lot of DMs have had progression like that. Like I remember Fernandinho started out as a winger, 
Matic started out as a number ten. Um, Guys, do you think? Do you? Th- um, I was actually thinking about this when I was what when I was seeing the match. Um, I think Kante. I think Kante would do an equally or better job than Fernandinho in that role. Easily, I think he'd do a much better job. Much I, better. I think that it's some. It's something that people have kind of like said. Um, decided that oh, Kante can't be like that lone defensive midfielder. Yeah. I don't think that, that I think the role I managed to see is far more complex than that. I, I think it's think not like yes, Silver and like if 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 people say like oh the build up will be worse, like they have I think there's more passing options at sea because you have the Bruyne, Bernardo. Silver, Bernardo, you have the, the wing back option, the better wing back options. So like I don't think that'll be an issue, but it just purely on like breaking up counters, City will have an even better version of Fernandinho at breaking up counters just like, like even today, like Conte, Conte broke up so much of the play for Manchester City, and he for sure, he for sure, both uh, Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva, whilst being one of the most advanced players for Chelsea. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel like he is limited on a technical level, technical level, or on a physical level to be able to perform that role. So I, I think, think he's better technically. Do you think he's better technically than Fernandinho? No. I think oh. I think Fernandinho I think Fernandinho is a bit more controlled with his technique. But I think if you give Kante a week under Pep, he could be, literally become that. But I don't a think that's is... what they need. Because there's always been that stigma that you need to find a player like Fernandinho for City to be prosperous. You don't. You just need a player who can break it up, who can control the play when needs be, mm-hmm. and can progress the ball. And it's not a player and you need a player that can shuttle well. And what player can shuttle better than Kante in the world? None. None it's at all. Though, like, before, before, because like, Fernandinho was the big talk in the summer, like, City need to like start finding replacements for him. So they were linked with Jorginho. They were linked with, like, they've been linked with uh, Ruben Neves. And they like, were linked with, Fabinho, with Fabinho as well. Yeah, and it's weird, like, imagine like, Jorginho replacing Fernandinho. Like, we've already seen his shortcomings. Like, imagine Neves like replacing Fernandinho. Like they're they're good players, but like I think people underrate that you need that. I think Pepin Pep in England really does value like just a more mobile DM. I agree. I think Neves is mobile enough. I, I disagree. I feel I feel like he's very, this again. This is slightly disrespectful to Neves, but I feel like he's just a quick, a slightly quicker version of Shaka because he's very one footed. Um, he yeah. can ping a ball. He can ping a ball around, but he's. I don't think he's mobile enough to to be the one to constantly break a play, to constantly stop counters. That's why he play. That's why mm. uh, recently, uh, Wolves haven't even played him as in the pit in the pivot alongside Moutinho. They played and Donka as kind of like this, this this water carrier, and so so can Ruben Neves and and Joe Moutinho be a bit more efficient on the ball and do like do their stuff. So I feel like he's more suited to, to like a Chelsea in the sense that he's a bit more mobile than the Jorginho than he is to Manchester City. Do you think if Neves went to Chelsea, he would maybe replace Barkley or Jorginho? Jorginho. I don't think there's a point of having both them two on the pitch. Because we can also refer it back to January. Chelsea were actively pursuing um, Paredes. And yeah. the other guy, and the other guy, Barella. Barella. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not too familiar 
with Barella, but from what I was told, he's kind of in the similar ilk to Jorginho. Same with same oh, with Barella. No, 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 no. From that, Barella, I'm just Barella's gonna... white El Nani, bro. Oh, white El Nani. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's, that's a good point of reference. Um, but with with Paredes, he's a bit he's far more athletic than than Jorginho. So I I can see why they went for him. Uh because maybe they felt like Jorginho's shortcomings are just too big for the Premier League. Well, wasn't but, that though from Sky? No. Up? I don't know. I I We heard I think, about it. We heard they made bids for them. No I heard. I heard. I saw on Twitter. I saw on Twitter. Maybe, maybe it was the wrong source that the deal was basically done. Sesk was um Sesk was leaving, so they were, they were linked to midfielders, like to replace him as well. But I think it seemed it was weird because Sarri just wanted like guys like that. Yeah, like another sort of number number six instead of like if you're replacing Sesk, like, you might as well replace him. You somehow. should replace him with a, like a final third player. Yeah, yeah, like a final third player. Yeah, seems like Sarri. I don't know, man. Pep just said in the post match that um, he was really impressed by the way Kante and Jorginho pressed. So maybe you just can't convince Sari that you, Sari is just too convinced that both of them have to play at the same time. I think, like, that I think Chelsea might. I, I, I personally, I personally, yeah, I agree. I personally think that um, you should you should take one of them away and add like another like must said like Hamez or just maybe like another striker if you want to play four four two. I don't think you have to have. <laughs> Both them at the same time. Yeah, in a four three three, especially because it's like I feel, it feels like you're freeing up. You're, it's just like you're 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 sort of losing the potential for another goal for it. Is Higuain permanent? No, it's um it's a eighteen month loan with um the option to buy at the end of it. Option or intention? Our option. Because they and spent just- thirty five. Well, they haven't. They yeah. literally took him off his hand, took them off Milan's hand, and Milan copped one of the best strikers. Piontek, Piontek fleet. Wow. What that's this, uh, this gas, man. They got fleeced. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess we should talk about more of the other players. Like Hazard was brilliant. I also, fe- I also felt like for City, I felt Aguero and Bernardo Silva were City's two best players. Aguero was really good, but. I think Chelsea have never been able to fully handle him. Even when, even back when we had, I think like a more reliable, solid pairing in Terry and Cahill, like Aguero's always been a problem against. Aguero, Aguero, uh, Aguero is apparently yeah, Chelsea are apparently Aguero's second favorite vif- victim. If you may, if you want to put it like that, I think he's only scored more goals against Newcastle than, than Chelsea in his entire career. Yeah, that's mad. It's, but today, I think, I mean, today, to be fair, because we were so deep, like, there was no chance that, I mean, he was still... Fell like, into him, apart from yeah. the offside goal. Yeah. Yeah, there was no chance. But still, like, I I was, he was the City player that most scared me. Silver and De Bruyne were really underwhelming, though. Like, Silver, just, Silver completely didn't affect the game whatsoever. Yeah. He just felt like, a, like another player on the pitch. Hair transplant David Silver's a bum, man. Fan. A, man, yeah. a man said that white PL, white PL pundits couldn't get their fix. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the streets is, belongs to Bernardo and Sterling. Yeah. The streets belong I to I, I actually didn't think Sterling was that good oh, today. Bro, I, yeah. I knew you were going to say this, bro. Remember that Stephen A with Skip after LeBron won the finals? 
I expected this from you. Like you, you, you made me sick, bro. But it's true. I didn't I, think I, he was I, particularly I, I, I good. Didn't, I didn't think he was that good as well. I think Chelsea, Chelsea did a good job. Chelsea did a good job at like double double teaming him and I think, I think because team. even like even two weeks ago, uh, I even tweeted that out like. Raheem Sterling completely destroyed Aspilicueta one v one, and today he had a couple opportunities to go at him, and he simply I don't I don't know I don't think he felt comfortable in going at him, uh, so that's why I felt like he was quite underwhelming. Well, going into the game, I think Chelsea was scared of Sterling, so I think they obviously knew the threat that he brings, him being you know a top two or three player in the league, and. It was. It just got to a point where he couldn't do anything. Yet was still doing things, like still trying yeah. to create at his best. Scored, scored the winning penalty in extra time was probably the most active player when it came to actually trying. Extra time. I didn't. I didn't particularly feel that way. I felt. I felt like in extra time, Chelsea. Chelsea should have won it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Chelsea won it. I, I think. I think. Yeah, and we're reaching. We're reaching the. The stage in which we we have to speak about the elephant in the room. Yo, I stand a kick, Kepa. <laughs> yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna <laughs> play. Who's gonna go first? Are we gonna talk about Hazard before? We need to, oh we need Hazard. Hazard. Yeah, Hazard, you're still the best Wait. in the league, bro. I'm sorry. But today, like, it just further reinforced my point about like just how like the guy how like how good like just just he's just such like a systemless player. The guy can play in any system in the world, keep possession, just make the right decisions. And he was just by himself the whole game. It's like, it's so good seeing him. And he, that, he Real Madrid, If Real Madrid really think he'll go in the way of Vinicius, then... then Man, I don't know. It's their, it's their loss at the end of the day, if they think that. Yeah, yeah but it's, I, think Hazard, I think Hazard should force the move anyway. Go Barca, bro. Um... He, See, Rumenegger is always talking about uh, the surprise move they've got in summer. Could be Hazard because they need a superstar. Well, it could. Player. It could. Bayern need a superstar, and Hazard needs a superstar club. Yeah, and that would be crazy. And though. Bayern's probably the best fit for him at the moment. Yeah, we'll probably, and even I swear, Kingsley Coman got got a very bad injury this weekend he's, as well. He's, he's retiring. He's retiring. Ah, oh, that's sad. Because he's, he was told, in summer, he was saying, like, what's he even doing anymore? Yeah, if and he said it, like, a couple of weeks ago. If I get, like, a really bad injury, like, it's, I'm done. Shit's sad, man. Like, isn't, isn't, just he, isn't, like, uh, isn't, isn't he, like, a wife beater as well? Oh, whoa, whoa, man. Alleged. I mean, it, you're not lying, but you just I mean, didn't... You're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it, I mean... <laughs> So I don't know, man. I don't know if he has too much. If he has too much spare time on his hands, uh, if I speak on the phone, <laughs> keep him on the pitch to save his wife. You're nuts, man. Wow, I, I, I genuinely can't believe you just said that. But well, his, we wife, move on. his wife's a queen as well, man. Can't can't let. <laughs> but yeah, um, hasn't hasn't balled out today. I, I was really happy for him because. Even with limited service, like he, he was getting too much disrespect lately, man. I'm and I'm I'm a part of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to my audience. I I firmly believed for a solid month that Hazard wasn't the best player in the league. Today he showed me levels, and another man 
should mean his uh, that he isn't quite up for that fight. But we'll get that to we'll get that we'll get into that sooner. What you, what you guys think my about? This guy swears he's Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> I said our audience, but go off, man. You said my audience, bro. I'll rewind it. Fam, I said our. But yeah, let's my, let's my, get my Kev- audience. Man thinks he's like Superman, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> all those nah, get, off, get off the <laughs> stage, Dan. <laughs> Boom. Get, get off the stage. Yo, would, get, let's get into Kev- of, um, Hudson Adoy's oh. cameo. It was kind of. It was kind of mid. It was kind of mid. It was kind of mid. Like, he, he dropped a cameo I expected of a 18-year-old coming into yeah. a cup final. He's, he's still got so much pace and power, man. Like, that's why I thought, that's why I, I really like, like, for an 18-year-old, it's so much, like, guy yeah. runs so much, and he's got so much running power. He is, he's like a steam train. He, like, once he gets going, he's so quick. He can track back. He's, he actually shows defensive awareness, which is really rare for, like, a young winger, like, not many, not many wingers actually like are trained, especially nowadays, because it's so much. About... He looks more like a four-two-three-one winger. He kind of reminds me, uh, Chelsea fans, please don't kill me. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Willian. I mean, I was actually. It was funny we were talking about him. He reminds me a bit of Coleman, but like with more like goal, goal potential. Like with Coleman more goal with a better week. Coleman with a better weak foot. And he can, he can, he can length the ball very hard. Like oh, yeah. that, he can. No, he can strike the ball. Yeah, that that's something that's something that I'm gonna have to keep keep an eye on. Hudson Adoy is Coman without the backhand. Wow, Dan, oh, hey, get off, bro! Actually, leave the call. Dan, we're What's actually so gonna get. What but yeah, um, Dan, wow, like. Yo, can we talk about Kepa, please? <laughs> please. Can we go? Like yeah, yeah, thirty minutes in. Yeah, who's who, who's gonna go first? Both, to be honest. I, I I might as well go first. I think I think he came injured to the cup final, so Chelsea knew knew the risk coming into it. Um, it 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 was like a hundred and thirteen minutes when this foolishness started, and if Ke- for me, if Kepa felt okay. And I think that's something that, that really relates to, to a lot of situations. I think goalkeepers have a lot more power when they decide to not come off or, or if they should come off. Because I saw, I, I, I experienced David Ospina at my football club for four years. <laughs> and he used to do that shit all the time. And if, if David Ospina said, I'm okay, then Wenger would never take him off. Because at the end not of the day... If Wenger knows... If, no, yeah, he was being ready, but if if Kepa said to to the staff, "I'm okay, I want to continue, and I feel I f- feel perfectly fine," after like the second time, you just have to firm it. Like Kepa is okay, so I f- and sorry didn't do didn't do the most to keep to get him off the pitch. So in that scenario, I feel like that. I feel like it's just, you should have just went on, just went on with the game. Like, that's Harry's personality though because I feel Mourinho and Conte would have done and made a big deal out of it to the point where <laughs> yeah, they, they make, they make, they make themselves the centre of attention I, I personally think like when you make yourself the centre of attention like if you would have done what Conte did Conte would have probably ran on the pitch or something like that I think it just further yeah, destabilises the team yeah, that are about to go into a penalty shootout you wouldn't have even dared 
You know, like when you're being cheeky to your mum and then you see your dad mm. and you get simmer. That's yeah. what you did. Like, you never would have even dared trying to do that. Even with um, Bielsa, when Bielsa managed him for one season, he never started. But let's say Bielsa told him to come off the pitch. You think he's doing that? No. And it's the fact. Yeah. That is the big know. side. A yeah. man's lost his dress. If players are just doing that. So I feel like today we played like a team that we played cohesively. Like we played like a team that actually does at least care about the manager. Yeah, care about the manager. So it's just like it's just such a shit way to end. Like what was actually a game where we we probably where we didn't have like where we um the best team in the country had zero shots on target against us. Like that was we had we had three shots on target. Like considering and considering our considering our form, considering we lost six 0 against them like last time, like. It's just, yeah, it was just a bad way to end. I think that guy, um, Chelsea Rory, saying you can win in spite of the manager. I don't think, I don't think it, today I, I don't feel like it was that way. Because after that, and after yeah, the performance today, you really don't know. Because that performance really yeah. left, that what he did really left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Do you, people do you feel like, Let's say, let's say if Kepa goes off and Chelsea lose it, lose it regardless. Um, after and let's say like the the entire discussion happens like Sarri is going mental on the, on the touchline, but Kepa eventually goes off and Chelsea yeah. lose regardless. What happens yeah. in that scenario? Oh, nothing, because the, he no, just I, the Sarri made did the his job. Yeah, the, Sarri made the most logical decision. Okay. He took off a keeper who was in, who was an injury down, and he was putting on. A goalkeeper who has an excellent penalty a penalty history and who played for Man City, so he knows like at best where players like like to play. So he was making the most. He made the most logical decision. If it pays, if it if it pays off, it pays off. But at the end of the day, you have to judge decisions like without hindsight. And Terry made the best one. He's just a fool, man. Because. It's not, it's not even the fact that he was disrespectful to the manager. Then he was disrespectful to the team. Because when everyone was going crazy like, on the touchline, man, man was walking slowly, winking to the camera, trying to act like some Don Dada. Fuck. What are you doing? Nah, I fuck with that, you know? Like, obviously, he's just trying to be some be like, Tony Soprano, bro. Relax. <laughs> be fair, like, you showed a lot like, of his like, personality like you, today. I feel like if you're going to do that, you have to have like, trophies to back up the case. I feel like oh, you yeah. have to, or you have to save four pens minimum. You have to save all four. I mean, he say he saved one, and he got close and to another. And then he let one go through to his hands. He let one go through his hands, basically. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think you can criticize him for that because in a normal circumstance, no one says, "Oh, oh, you should have saved it." That it's happens. In a normal circumstance, the guy refused to come off. Do you think? What if, like, we don't, we'll never know, but. Caballero could have done exactly the same thing. And people will say, oh, they should have kept Kepa on. Because Kepa also saved penalties against Spurs. So Kepa is a good goalkeeper in penalty shootouts. Mm. Like Caballero is like record amazing. And Caballero has played for Man City. Caballero mm. has played in penalty shootouts for Man City. Caballero knows where most of these players will go when they take a penalty or it knows what, the opposite direction. Before, like, do you remember for like, LVG in World Cup 2014, like, yeah. that proper messed up with, um, I think it was Costa Rica. It messed them up. No, it was Netherlands. No, yeah. Oh, it was Rica, not Netherlands, it was Argentina. No, it was Costa Rica. 
Is it? What, in the quarters? Yeah. No. Uh, last season, I believe. There was no quarter-final because the uh, Netherlands played Mexico in that, the last 16. Well, yeah, he did the same against Argentina but lost that one, didn't he? Yeah. That's the thing with managers. Like, you, you, make, you, make, you have to make big risk calls. Like, sometimes they pill, sometimes they do. It's, it's, it's always worse, though, because, like, Sarri's now going to be seen as someone that lacks conviction because his decision yeah. wasn't, was, at the end, overruled. A man, a man went to, the, to his notepad to write the sign. Why are you going to write that? Where are you gonna write? Nah, that's when you have to. He's got murder on his mind. That guy was. What word for Melly? Then I got murder on my mind. So if he if he didn't write something down to vent, I think he would have snapped someone's head. Zola's head would not have been safe. How do you, how do you think the meet, how do you think the meeting's gonna go? How do you think how do you think today is is got like today something is gonna get leaked today? You think someone got punched? Someone has to. Some something has to have happened in that. In that. Dress imagine, match. imagine Kant is caught, uh, like caught in the crossfire. Can <laughs> got hands? Can they definitely got hands? I think. I think. <laughs> imagine someone that like, accidentally slaps his, his bald head. Can they said, "Can they's uppercut and kept kept? I'm dead." Definitely, man. <laughs> I think. Can they definitely? Yeah, but in that Chelsea team, like. Imagine that happened with Terry, Drogba, Essien. Like, I don't think that would have happened. Imagine Loftus-Cheek gets caught up in the crossfire. He's going to try to save his face for his fit tea endorsement. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I need to keep no, his money man. But, so, <laughs> but something is therefore getting leaked today. Like, th- this is not the last thing we're going to hear from, like, this Kepa case. Like, someone... Uh, uh, Michael Beasley on the Lakers punching the coach. <laughs> a man said it's going to be like Gilbert Arenas at the Wizards, like done. We're going to pull out a gun, you know. Who's pulling out a gun? They're going to South America. It has to be Rudiger, bro. No, Rudiger definitely not. Rudiger's already. I would have said, like, you would think the Brazilians, but like the Brazilians are so soft now. Like Jorginho looks like some. Jorginho rats. came from the, the from the south of Brazil, where no no black people are, live. Jorginho is such that. a coup. I'm going for Italy now, man. He, he's <laughs> trying to hear about tough, Brazil. Man. He left. He left Brazil and got out of the hood quick. Man went to Italy. Nah, Jorginho didn't live in the hood. He he doesn't he doesn't. Man barely goes gym, let alone grow in the hood, man. People don't even know Jorginho was Brazilian, man. The only reason I know that is because of Ultimate Team. That's it. Nah, he's got no. He's not a hood fave. So what? So what? What is Sari's move now? Do, so do you he, have... has to, he has to. He has to make it as like irrelevant as possible. I think he might try to like defuse the situation, say everything's fine. And do you play Kepa from now on? Um, choice. I mean, you just gotta sort it out internally, and if you can't I, leave, I the talent will speak for itself. Like, no, you have to sell, I think you, bro. We I can't think you have sell, to sell him. We gave him a seven-year contract. We paid. Like, we broke our contract for him. We can't paid seventy-five mil for him, bro. Seventy-five. Tough, At the end of the day, Tevez stayed with Mancini for another year, even though Tevez was like. A world, a cert, had a world class 
was a world class talent. Seven year career. contract. Seven years. <laughs> Fuck. Seven years. Like, we, want, we didn't want another Courtois situation on our hands, so we gave him like the longest deal. Like, we're selling like people that think selling him, we can't. Like not at all. <sighs> You, you 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 think you can get a receipt back from from Athletic? Because they because they take a keeper now, maybe on loan option to buy. <laughs> like, loan, loan that, why 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 do you think we should do that though? Because not only does it set a precedent with Sari that Sari is weak, it also sets a precedent with the club that the club is not gonna do anything for against someone that ultimately disrespected. The, the, the club might find him. Yeah. So what? 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 What is well, gonna? Yeah. yeah. What else can they do? Like, uh, like do you think? Do you think like Kepa is gonna miss that that hundred k a week? Like for for the next week. In the grand okay. scheme of things, he's not gonna really miss it. He's not like, gonna miss that hundred k or two hundred k. I don't know if you guys remember, but like, I remember Ashley Cole like in twenty eleven. He shot like a he shot like this intern at Cobham with an air rifle, and like a, a lot of people saw that as like that's undermining Ancelotti's authority. Like he, this guy's letting players do whatever the fuck they want, and he didn't even tell Ashley Cole off. So Cole's a so, dickhead, man. So it's like it's it's a tough situation because at the end of the day, Ashley Cole was the first choice left back, a world class player. Kepa is our first choice keeper. He isn't world class now, but he's our most experienced. Replacing Ashley Cole is a lot harder than replacing Kepa. Yes. And disciplining Ashley Cole is a lot harder than disciplining what twenty three year old Kepa. Yeah, we and haven't old... even really replaced Ashley Cole. Because yeah, because, because like future future managers will think, oh, if I um Kepa won't respect me. If Kepa got no. the better of Sari, what's to say he can't get the better of me? Why if like with Kepa is, is use the situation to think like all right I fucked up like I I'm a, I'm a young guy I, I'm gonna learn from this. It like, it depends on it depends on how Kepa comes out because Kepa also needs to come to come out. I think Kepa's gonna apologize. I think he's. I mean, I mean, this has surprised me because I think a lot of our fan base thought Kepa was like that nice guy, like the sweet he was, boy. He was yeah, sweet I guy. thought he was duck before this. This is <laughs> this has shocked me. So. It's proper yeah, like, shot, like cause you would, I think you, people would expect this more from someone like Courtois because Courtois is known for like his arrogance. Being arrogant. Yeah, and he's also a winner, like so he he has more grounds to do it. But people I think people that's the main shock factor. A guy that looks like a guy that's barely six foot, who looks like he can be in year year seven, year eight, just <laughs> <laughs> hasn't won a trophy in his career as well. Uh, it's the fact he winked, bro. He needs to get flogged. Man, wink. I really, I really don't know, man. I think, I think you, I think you need to in- resolve it internally. And if Kepa doesn't say like "I'm sorry" to the coach, like mm. you, you, you need to. Chelsea have always picked the player over the manager, though. So, like, if it came to Kepa versus Sarri, Sarri went to. The owner went to the board, said, it's either me or Kepa. They're picking Kepa. Like, historically, Chelsea have always picked them, the player over the manager. And Sarri's on the brink of the sack as it is. So if Sarri Wait, loses the game... Did you, did you sack him after today? Because like, it was weird to sack no, him. I'm not, no, but he, we just... 
we just need we just need to go off of reports because the reports prior to the game today was that Sari was ultimately like a dead man walking. I think if, uh, he, if he loses against Spurs on Wednesday, he, he it's at go. home as well. It's at home. Yeah. It depends on the way you lose or if you lose. If it's a draw, I think he stays. It's just today should show it's that Chelsea. I think uh, apparently they want Stephen Holland to to replace him as an interim. Stephen Holland, <laughs> because they they also they also feel like the band will hinder like the band won't do any good for for Sari. So they feel like if Sari if Sari stays with the same group of players, the same results will will continue to appear. No, Chelsea so, have a chance, That's wild. They're not gonna do nothing. They're gonna do They're gonna appeal it and try to sign. Some, because when they appear, to sign everyone they in one summer. Yeah. Yeah. When like, you appeal, you get, um... I think Chelsea do do that. Like you saw that with Kepa, like they needed a goalkeeper. They go around and break the transfer record for a goalkeeper. They needed like a young the, player. The problem is now. Let's say let's say Chelsea push the push the push the band back for six months. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, and Chelsea go out to spend like four hundred million in one window. If you, uh, if they if they miss out on the Champions League, like FFP will be on their ass. So that will be another ban. Mm, but so so then what? Pretty, I think Chelsea have always pretty much followed FFP. So I do know. Yeah, but you're not. You're gonna have to spend like four hundred million to get wh- whatever Sari wants. Because people will know of your situation, and Sari really needs those players to succeed. To be fair though, FFP affects like if you don't, if you're not making profit. Like Chelsea probably also if if the if the six month, if we get like a like a period where we can sign players during the ban, I think Chelsea are also going to sign are going to sell a lot of their loan on, and I think there's good. Room yeah, that's to sell. also true. So I think they might make it up. Like the numbers will make it up at the end. They might like they might. Um, it's forty one like, players though, so you have to, you, you're bound to make money. So like if 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 Chelsea spend four hundred million, they might still sell like maybe two hundred. So at the end, the books are sort of at least balanced, semi balanced. That's the thing. You I, need a group of players that you're gonna buy and keep you and keep you from keeling over for the next two years. I definitely think like guys like Tammy are probably gonna go for big money, especially in this market. Um, twenty Tammy, twenty million. Could get yeah. Tammy gone twenty five to a, nah to, twenty to a twenty. To one of the nah, teams, will, one of the teams that will get promoted this season, as well. We'll but see. Where's Tommy? Where's Tommy right now? Villa. He's like top scorer. Are, are they getting promoted? No, they're somewhere somewhere around the playoff picture, but I'm not sure if they're in the playoffs. Let me I just pray. Well, Tommy, Tommy always gets gassed by championship teams that have been watching championship for the last whenever. So he. Villa are twelve points off of the championship, or off of the playoffs. No, let me just pre it. Uh, completely my mistake. They're eight points off Bristol City, was sixth. Eight points off sixth in the championship is like two bad games. Yes. So I, I could see yeah, if, if if Villa get promoted, I could see him there. I could yeah. see him there for like twenty five. But whatever team gets promoted, and there's a lot of teams that would be willing to pay 25 for Tammy Abraham. After watching Solanke go for 20 mil, I can I've seen everything. Yeah, and then there's other so, players that probably we don't even know about who who go for like 
Yeah. I swear Van Ginkle is at Chelsea. He's not on loan. Van Ginkle's so jobless, man. He just walks around the train and... I just wasn't like, um, like that guy's on FIFA. Yo, boss, can you give me a chance? Uh, <laughs> just, just for a bit of rotation. Some career mode done. That's Yo, who, sad. Else? who else is that? Yo, let me let, let, let's check the books. What can long ass? Long, probably list, guys man. that were there since 2012. Lucas <laughs> on. Piazon wow. is at Chelsea, bro. Chelsea was on the bench. Chelsea was on the bench for Chelsea. Like, go here. Jesus Christ, man. Baba Raman might go for some money. You know where Baba Raman is, bro. Baba Raman is a stud ream, bro. He's not going anywhere. Baba Raman was actually a generational left back before that injury. Uh, Zuma would definitely go for like in this market. Zuma would go for twenty. I reckon. Isn't Zuma already like got an? In- haven't Everton already got an intention? No, no, they don't. They don't have an option. They just yeah, loaned him. Ola Enya, like apparently up here in Serie A fans, like he's been really impressive for Torino. But no, no one in Serie A has peas like that. Like a flocal. Like, the thing is, though, like I, I still think like twelve mil is a dub is like a W like. If there's a lo- if there's a loan if there's a loan option to loan like if op- op- like option to resign then take it. Yeah. Um, Thomas Callas Kennedy... saw this goal for one good performance against Liverpool. That's, nah, that's the streets it. needed it. The the streets won't forget that. Apparently, that recently like he's been like one of the um, best players in the championship. Oh boy, back of Yo, let's move on. Back of Floco, he got a while he could, man. He made it out. So yeah, let's get to the. I reckon Chelsea could make money off him. Also, Batshuayi, he's definitely gets sold. So yeah, let's. But we'll see it. We'll see in the summer. Batshuayi, Tammy, Bakayoko, Ainozuma, like the guys that I reckon could make like break even. But yeah, guys, we need to to move on to the next topic. Uh, Manchester United uh, drew today against. Um, against Liverpool in the derby, uh, not in the derby, in just the the rivalry. Uh, I didn't see the game because I was what I was a dumbass and and I stayed watching the Arsenal game. So I'll just look oh. to you too. Um, yo, that shit was hilarious, man. It's the worst game of football I've ever watched. Was but, it? Um, Jesus Christ! Liverpool. I saw like twenty minutes, man. Liverpool didn't create anything. Um. The man who I've been screaming is the best player in the league did nothing. All game, he got a 4.9 on soccer, sofa score or whatever. That stupid app. Fam, I don't think I've ever seen a, a rating that bad in a new You know how niggas be photoshopping the ones now? I, I went to no, check. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, how's that it's just. 4.9. Jesus Christ, man. Fabinho. I'll say one shining light. Fabinho played really well. Fabinho controlled so, the game. So that's it. That's I, thought it. Mane, I, thought, I thought Mane was good as well. Both teams. Um, Mane, Mane got... Just leave it at that. What the fuck? This nigga came in like the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
<laughs> Yo, Nelson, welcome to, to, to the pods. You came you came in late, but better better late than never. Uh talk us through the United game, because I bet you were listening somewhere. Solskjaer is the worst manager ever. How can is you big mood? He played the same team for like five games in a row. And I don't know how you don't expect an injury to come. Boo. Fitness managers ever. And they put some guy who just doesn't know how to rotate, doesn't rotate in charge. Now injuries. Raymond Vahijan, when he catches Solskjaer. <laughs> that, guy, that guy was a massive fan of Mourinho, that's the thing. But no, is he real recognized real? Because yeah, like, I think like Mourinho, yeah, his injury record is amazing. Like for the Mourinho have any Achilles or new knee injuries, major ones on those two alleged? Nope. Though, I remember I read something the other like when Mourinho was in charge. He said that he doesn't think United players have fitness or something. So like, like the reason the reason he plays like he does, the reason United were playing like they do was because of like something like lack of fitness or something from the players. I don't know. That's why he was probably linked to Whit like he wanted William so badly. So, um, was the game really just bad and that's it? No, nah, yeah. I enjoyed the half. I enjoyed the second half. We actually played well. I got that. So, from time to time. I saw, I saw Lukaku's cross at the, like late on and I felt like Chris Molly should have gambled it, but that was it. That was the only thing I watched about the game. Sturridge had a shot from 30 yards and that was the only shot on target. What, <laughs> in the entire game? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. That was the, they had one shot. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Um, Origi just came to his dreads. And that was about it. United are like the same. United were pretty much playing Mourinho ball just with more player motivation. Nah, Mourinho, this was, we were more drilled than we would be under Mourinho. It was more solid. So, what what is, what is the ch- change between like, the the Solskjaer and the Mourinho is it just the motivation and the drill and being drilled on and off the ball or 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 is Solskjaer just really motivated players? Can you stop saying drill? It's making me uncomfortable, bro. <laughs> I think it's oh, more man. We play better. Like we focus more on like the left wing and like we're more attacking. Like the wingers get further forward, pressing from the front more. The Mourinho and we're running more as well, which is probably why we're getting injured so much as well. So I wouldn't say he's just motivating the players. It's just unfair to say that, I'd say. Shaw and Young played really well. I'll give them that. Yeah, Shaw pocketed um, Salah. I don't know how Young... That's your boy, you know? Performance. Yo, Nelson, apologise. Apologise to Eden Hazard. Uh, I'll hold my hands up. But Yeah, so <laughs> say sorry. <laughs> I'm Yo, sorry. I'll get Mookie on this call right now. I'll get all the Somali. I'll get the population of Somalia on your head, man. <laughs> if you don't say sorry. Uh, even Michael Hassel, I'm sorry. That's it. Do you think of Salah today? That's, yeah, that's a dialogue. Look, this you is Salah in most top. big games. Since Roma. Yeah. I'm not seeing that. Man, like, the thing with Salah that's weird is that. This is a guy that broke like a like a record for goals scored with like a Wendelin, Henderson, like midfield. What? With a who? 
Wind, you know? With like some mad, some mad like midfield that wasn't, you know, it's not the sort of midfield you attribute with high goals, like high goal scoring. But he's, but the thing is, he still did it. But yet, like we still see him. He still has games like today where he doesn't. I don't know. You can't. But how often are these games though? Because I don't feel like he is back. But okay, right. is he is he just tired? Perhaps, but you can also you can also point to last season. He was banging. He banged against Arsenal in two games. He banged yeah. against Chelsea at home. He banged oh, against oh, Spurs, 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 Spurs home in the way. He banged against. He bangs against City away in the Champions League and in the league. And I, so I don't. I don't feel like Salah being bad in big games is a point for you to like stick. Like he's proven. He's proven that he is capable of scoring in these big games. Maybe it's the entire setup around him that's not been good enough this season, as opposed to last season. But the thing is, but there is there, like maybe it's outcome bias, but the results like so differently, like. Liverpool last year were, you say it's a better sub, but the points like they they're competing for the league this year. They're competing in like loads of com- they're competing in two competitions like the two main ones. So has the is it a worse setup? And he's still banging in goals. Or do they have a better personnel with a better with a worse setup for him? Um, to be fair, one thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys like know this, but, like or think about. Do you think Liverpool this year are playing a lot more centrally than they were last year? I disagree. Year, I disagree. I think they're playing equally as uh, narrow because they, I think their whole strategy always was based around the fullbacks and how the fullbacks could deliver deliver from white areas to one of the three strikers. They're not strikers, but nah, they rely on it way more this season, I'd say. You think so? That's what they were all. They were only spamming um, long balls. To three men on the wings against the second half, but they did, but they did, but they did that so effectively in the Champions League season. That's why I feel like it's not, it's not something that's new to me. I feel like they always played this way. I, feel then, I wouldn't say they're Champions direct. League, they didn't, so, it wasn't their main goal to it. It was their get out of jail free card as a little yeah. bit. Like when Trent, especially when Trent was in his bag and was just on so was on untouchable form. That was their like that was. Their Horcrux, like where they could always use whenever the team just looked like they couldn't create anything. They just get Trent to ping some mad ball, and it was a chance created, and off they went. But I think like now that's literally a tactic for them. Yeah, against Bayern, that's all they were doing. Exactly, they they just had Trent doing that Trent pass or half. Andy Robertson at times. Obviously, Trent is much more offensively gifted than Andy Robertson. It's mad so what? How Mourinho, like in December, he just gave like Liverpool's fullback so much freedom. Like maybe he didn't identify that. Maybe he didn't identify that strategy. If he didn't, then we need to speak about Jose Mourinho. Like, because he, that guy, is, guy that, is the biggest perfectionist in football. Yeah, like if you don't recognize that, then you're finished. You're not watching. Then he's yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the what biggest. I'll say guy is, Lukaku's had a better run at right wing in this derby than Salah has. Jesus Christ. Lukaku's crossing is so good, man. That guy, like, his final ball today was really good. Like, they were caught, was causing Liverpool so much problems. Lukaku's a better wide playmaker than Bernardo Silva. I heard Beckham has Lukaku posters in his bedroom. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so we're going to need that picture. You can mute your mic again, bro. <laughs> I was going to go anyway. Safe, lads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? See, he, dro- he dropped for the for the 10 minute cameo to spray the genders and dipped at my hero, man. So, uh, from now on, uh, I guess we should speak about the less the rest of the the weekend's action. Like, uh, Arsenal won; it was comfortable. Southampton are really, really bad at football. Like, really, really, really bad. The second half was the first half was good from Arsenal, and it was probably the best football Arsenal have played under Emery in a non-relevant game. Uh, the second half was dreadful, like utterly dreadful. It was like forty-five minutes. I I can't get back. Oh, how did um, we let them beat us? I don't know. I really don't know. That guy over that guy over Femi. He shouldn't be a professional footballer, let alone get a new contract. Over Femi. Yeah, that over Femi, the the black striker, what, Irish, the black Irish nigga. Yes. She, you know, Flavio. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you Flavio has, has more has more about him than other things. The guy looks like he just goes gym, goes gym. No, he goes training, goes gym for four hours like Alexis, then goes home. That's it. That's his face hench. Fam, how can a man's face be hench? I can't believe it, man. His face got muscles, cuz he's so trash. He's so trash as well. He got subbed because he did his hammy. What does he play? He. He play, He came on at half time. He did his hammy chasing Ozil, then then he dipped. The man's got island, man's got island cups. Fucking hell, man! Yo, man finished, man. Played in the Nations League for Ireland. A man playing for Ireland. A black man playing for Ireland is fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's tough. Six months older than me as well. I can't believe this. Guys. Look at him. He looks like Akin Fenwa. <laughs> move on, bro. Before I start just going at this guy. Or something. No, no, move on, move on. Uh, Spurs lost two-one to Burnley. Oh, Kane is done Did... out here. Yo, okay. Yo, there's a there's a dialogue to have about. No, let Kane. me. Right, everyone. Ewing effect. Let's let's read it out for the a theory was created <laughs> in the mid nineties by Dave Sorelli, a friend of mine, who was convinced that Patrick Ewing, if you don't know a basketball player who's the best player on his team, his teams inexplicably played better when the best player, Patrick Ewing, was either injured or missing extended stretches because of foul trouble. All I'm saying is they beat Dortmund. They without him. They they won like seven out of five, uh seven out of nine games without him. Fucking Pochettino's trying to fight the refs. That that he was a won. bit embarrassing. It was just a corner, man. I've never seen him lose his composure like that. Pochettino. I don't know. I don't think he's ever succumbed to pressure like that, which is disappointing, because he has like a United job to get. And that job, if he wants it, the guy doesn't even have to turn up to work for the next Spurs, three months. Spurs, and he'll still get Spurs should consider selling Kane. Mm, it's it's difficult because uh, with Spurs' financial restrictions, will you get someone 
will you get someone as good as Kane or on the same level? To build around Son as like a number nine. I don't think you should build around Son as a number nine person. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like a. I think he's like a second striker at most. Richard, 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 Richard. They sell Kane, then the banner era is gonna be even funnier than Arsenal's. If Posh leaves, that is. If Posh stays, I can see him getting the court here. I think I think they need I think they need to sell Ericsson. I think Ericsson he, he's not outgrown the club, but I feel like um, with the hundred and twenty million that they could get for him, or or upwards of that, like you'd be better off rebuilding with the rest of the squad. I love Ericsson oh, really. I think Ericsson is. I think Ericsson is a really good like player, but the thing with Ericsson is that he has a bad game. It's not like a disaster class. Like it's not some crazy like shit game, but it's a game yeah. where the game where he's just invisible. Like he just he just becomes another player. That's even yeah. that's be worse, but. You because you you're not actively trying to help your team. That I I totally get what you mean. That's, I mean, and that's do you trust Posh like, to sell both Kane and Ericsson and rebuild? No, because I don't think Posh. I don't think Posh's aim is to constantly constantly be rebuilding. I think he wants. I think if he was to stay at Spurs, I think he wants to take them into another level in which they are sort of like Liverpool. In the sense in that they can challenge with with City and they can go head head. I think we go for that past. If he can't, I think if he can't rebuild that, that's just disrespect. That's like disrespect. Yeah, to the guy came in when you're in a rebuild period and then you want to rebuild again. Like that's just too much, and I think it will take a toll on the manager. Like eventually, like oh, like all these players will go. Then do you feel like it it, it will have like a same Effect as to to like uh, Leonard Jardin at Monaco, but only to only to a to a lesser degree, of course. Definitely, it will be like that. Where so the ma- the man the manager will end up getting bl- like Pochettino. Let's say they sell all these players. Pochettino in two years is like Spurs are like maybe tenth, eighth, and and Pochettino is like, look, what what can I do? And then people will start saying he's a fraud, but it's like if you look at the situation, like he's been forced to do another rebuild, even though. He was in definitely he was in a position where he could have, if you backed him, left, he could have spun Spurs, The thing is, if you if you look at it objectively, other than Son, can you actually or Ericsson maybe? Can you say any of their players are better than they were two years ago? No, the squad has decreased. Like the level, the, the quality of the squad has decreased in the Kane, last two years. Kane is still probably the best striker in the world mm-hmm. and the league. And I'm saying I'm taking Kane 2017, 2016, 2015 more than I am now. Kane now. 2015 now. I'm not. I'm taking current Kane over 2015 Kane. Yeah. Okay. The so results, just, the results are getting yeah. better though, in a way. Are they? they yeah, they because they, I feel like they're getting harder to beat. The, the players have maybe stayed the same, but the squad is still motivated. They're still. Do you pressing. feel? Do you feel like the the players have stayed the same? I think I think the squad is slightly worse. However, like the the way in which they approach games is just better. Yeah, and, it's, and they're so motivated to win games. It's crazy. That's, that's I think crazy the squad's got like... worse through just player de- decrease, just players decreasing their abilities through getting older. Because if you look at Musa Dembele, 
Yeah, Musa Dembele is not there. Um, yeah. A guy like Kyle Walker isn't there. Wanyama, um, Daya, they've all fallen off. Um, Danny Rose and Kyle Walker was the best. Like, if you look, I saw a photo. It was the 2015, no, 2016, 17 screenshot. You might know the one I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. The- Danny Rose, Kyle Walker, Daya, Vertonghen, Alderweireld in the middle. Um, Wanyama. Son Ericsson and Kane. That team is amazing, especially two years ago. Yeah, I think out the real world has um, sort of declined as well. He isn't the player he was. He's still good. I think he is. I think he's one of the players that's. I think he's just injury prone. He's more injury prone now. I I think think Rose is worse now. I don't think he has that. Yeah, Danny Rose is definitely. He was the best in the league at one point. And now look at him. Would you great. think like pri- would you tra- would you take prime Danny Rose or current like Andy Robertson? Prime Danny Rose. I'm having Robertson. I think Robertson's prime, 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 prime Danny Rose. So this is 1617. Uh, no, from twenty fifteen, January twenty fifteen to end of sixteen seventeen. Rose. I'm I'm picking Robertson. I think Robertson's a freak of nature. I think Daddy Rose was a freak of nature. And mm. I think combination of injuries, mental health, and a lot of other intangibles have just obviously taken that away. And it's a shame. But even even do, even like even do, during like uh, Danny Rose's prime, he still had nig- a lot of niggling, niggling injuries. So that's why I feel like not only do I feel like they're they're both at a very similar high level, but like R- Robertson is more durable thus far. So you have to remember, Danny Rose is twenty-eight and has had bad injuries before. Yeah, and Robertson is like twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, and he's going strong, stronger than ever, getting better every season, clocking more kilometers than probably any fullback in the Premier League. Being, being productive. Being productive being productive, being productive, he's, he's super productive in the final third as well. Like, he's, I think Rose though, is still like, like, I think the availability fitness wise, Robertson, but I know Rose was just so good, man. Like, just on the ball, he was so smart at like making those underlapping runs. It's hard, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. I never thought about it like that. One though, I think Trent is much better than Wan Bissaka. I agree. I think so. I think Juan Bissaka is more is more suited to like a mid table club. As of right now, I'm not saying that he's shit or anything, but I I feel like Trent's qualities are so good for a for like a massive club in which like he's so good in possession, he can pass the ball from like seventy yards, eighty yards, what whatever you ask him to, and he's competent defensively as it is. So I feel like he's a much bigger asset to have as in a big club rather than at Crystal Palace. Palace, they beat um, Leicester and Leicester just sacked Puel. No, <laughs> he's mid. I, I, Shut he up, man. Have some respect for that. Good fave. No, man. He's mid, man. He's so mid. Like, even the goals he, he scored yesterday, they weren't like a product of his individual brilliance. He got into the right position and he scored. Some Actually, goals. The team, like, that he's on. Fam, that. The team is not that bad. Yeah, a really good pullback pairing. 
uh, Wan Bissaka and um, they have good. They have a good. They have a very solid defense for a mid-table team. Then they have Townsend who contributes just as much as Zaha with the numbers. You can't even deny it. You can't even deny it anymore. Like they have, like they've had similar seasons throughout their career. Like three goals, three assists. Zaha has like Z- two. Fam, he's got because he's got in like consecutive goal game weeks that that happens. I don't think I don't think the difference is that big. Personally, I think Zaha is a better player, but I don't think that I don't think it's fair to say that he plays with all bums. Like because me, uh, the the center midfielder that he plays along, that plays on his team, like the the Serbian Don, he he's their top goal scorer. Man, then you have like which is their top scorer because he scored all penalties, cause. Bruv, pe- goals are goals, bruv. What, God, if he's their top score, goal scorer, whatever many goals he has is however many penalties they've scored this season. That's calm. That's calm. And but you're and so shamed. I, I, I find shame. Like, their the team is not that bad, man. That team is not that bad. That team is competent enough for him to, for people not to be saying, oh, he's playing by himself. Is he LeBron? He's not LeBron, man. Are you he's hearing? Not- a man just told me their top scorer is Milovayevich and he's trying to convince me they have a good team. They have a good team, man. I think the thing they most liked was a striker during a lot of the That's season. the only thing that don't have. Like, they signed Michi Baboon. And Michi scored yesterday and he contributed last week. So they got that kind of sorted. They have been taking on their boxes who used to be a competent. They scored since 2016 or something. So, ben 2018. Teke, that's, that's a hood fave, Benteke. Benteke scored last season? Yes. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know. It wasn't that many. He scored, like, three, three or four goals last season. In 38 The thing appearances. is, I think a guy like Benteke is the type of guy to make Zaha thrive. I'm not a big Zaha fan, but I think if you want to make him thrive, there has to be a striker that can play off, that can do flick-ons, that can play off others. Cause, I don't think because when right. you because when you Quincy, you can compare you can compare like um you can compare Zaha to to like a Felipe Anderson. I don't think I don't think the difference between West Ham and and um Crystal Palace in in their overall squad is that big. But Felipe Anderson, you can clearly see that his qual- like his quality is much bigger. Like the quality okay. he has to score goals is much bigger, and the Zaha, quality Zaha like. Let's say a lot of really hated play on um play on Twitter is William. Like Zaha today could not do what William did, and that's just being a very good, just competent team player, someone that tracks back, can start counters, links play. That's and that's what sometimes what big clubs look at. I think Zaha is just that's his level. Palace is his level for me. I have to agree, personally. Unless, I mean, there's always been this thing about maybe Zaha, like his goal scoring potential can increase, but I just yet to see it. Like, I think it's, it's just, that's his level, really. Because with money, with money, you could see it. You, with money, you could see that if money went to a big like, club, money was going to explode. Yeah, and Zaha's never gotten 10 goals in the league season. Money got, got it three times before he left Southampton, or two times before he left Southampton. And he was yeah. basically their best player. Carried them to sixth one time. Zaha, Zaha has never gotten into the position to even do that. So if he's that good of a player, if he's that good of an attacker, surely you can be productive enough to be to, fair, like, to, so, love, so Palace are I not fighting relegation every season. 
Then Mane did have a striker that, like I, like I said, like someone like um, Pele, who could link up play, get others into play. Who knows? Maybe if. But Palace even Pele, Pele, like... Pele, Pele left before he, before, before, before Mane left. He didn't. Yes, he did. He left for China. Siano Pele left for though. China in like 2017. No, he didn't. Both leave at the same time. He left in 2015-16. Before yeah. he left, before, he left before the world got there. Southampton in July 2016, same time as Manny. That's my agenda gone then. But the point still stands. Like I don't feel, I don't feel like he is elevated. I don't feel like um, Palace are being elevated to the to the to the point by Zaha, in which you can say, oh, he's only playing with scrubs. Like he's not, he's not. Exponentially better than, than he's not exponentially. Yeah, Morris last year definitely looked level. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But I'm not comparing Morris to Zaha. I'm just saying Zaha's a good player. But to me, Morris is a player. That's a guy that looked big club potential because he. Morris is as, special. As, as you said, like he was, he was a he was a match winner. He he scored over twelve goals yet last year as well. Something Zaha hasn't done. Also, just like the dribbling, like the crossing, like. I just don't, don't oh, see no, that. How me saying that I was good at football has turned into a player of the year, PFA player of the year debate between him and Zaha. What do you guys but, think of Leicester? Leicester? It's I sad, but it had to be done. You can't I be losing 4 1 to, to Palace at home. With, with Leicester, is that they're in a bit of a tricky situation in that they're not, I think teams don't, teams like, because teams now know that they're a good counter-attacking team, so they don't, they're not naive anymore, so they don't let them go on the counter. So what they do now is just let them have the ball. I don't think they're good enough yet to like break teams down by, uh, who are like who have two banks of four. Like, Madison has showed potential, but it's still not there. So they're in a tricky situation because they basically lost the fabric of what made them a top team, and now they have to deal with like the repercussions of it. Like obviously, well, did a really good job off the pitch, though. Taking all the dead wood and making them a younger squad, and That's actually like. giving them. And, a also, and he has a good track record of improving players, getting new oh. in. Because before like, Puel came, Harry Maguire's yeah. really like I'm really interested in. He he definitely looks big club potential, man. I don't know. I, I was a bit iffy at first, but he definitely looks big club potential, Maguire. He's I don't know if he'll ever leave though. He's bare ugly. <laughs> he was wearing. I saw him wearing a Gucci, a Gucci jumper. So. He makes Gucci look crap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Quite <laughs> ugly done. Uh, Guys, what's, do what's, have, next? what's next? Do we Question? have anything else to talk about? Apart from yeah. Mbappe c- continued scoring goals. Mbappe and Messi are good at football. Messi's very good at football. Are we talking about the Champions League, actually? Uh, who played this week? Atle Atle played, but I don't I don't I didn't see that game. Uh which 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 other game was on? Bayern. Oh Bayern. Bayern are pro- Bayern are on the What is the consensus on Bayern now? I don't I'm, I thought they were so like Average against Liverpool, they did that. They did a job. It, it just, to be fair, it feels more. It feels weird seeing them play like a small, 
club in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you, I didn't feel so like Bayern were any inferior to, to Liverpool. Oh, but it's like we're so used to them like having the ball, like looking like the more threatening team. In this yeah. case, football, and that just felt weird. It just felt like a weird change for them accepting like, look, we're just made. We, we don't have Robin and Ribery anymore. Like we can't have. Like, Are we gonna kill the, the tie at home? That's basically their strategy. Yeah, it was like it just felt weird for like a team that's been so associated with like they've been to so many semi-finals. Like, they they we still seen them as a super club in a way. It just felt weird seeing them play like that, especially against Liverpool, who haven't had anywhere near were so like recent. The same amount of success. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like they'll kill the tie, regardless. No man, they they just feel so one-dimensional, like. There was no connect. There was no like central play. Like there was Lewandowski and Hammers were not. There was no like pattern to get them involved. It was all just cross it to get like a long field diagonal to Gnabry. Try again to take a player on and cross. Like that was it. Which to be fair, against Liverpool, you don't want to expose yourself that much centrally. But like, and to be fair, if they had Robin, like that was that would probably be a good strategy. But Gnabry, like. I think he's a good player, but right now for Bayern, if you're, if we like think Bayern is still super club, he's probably a backup winger. If we've been real, yeah, I agree with that. Gnabry like, like crazy. If if Malcolm is like a backup winger from Barca, then then, then yeah, I yeah, I see, I see, I see that. Kingsley like, Coman reeked, man. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like just really one-dimensional player. Like, Tiago did have a really good defensive performance. He's a bit yeah. like he's a bit like Pjanic in that um, you don't really associate them being really good defensively. He was really good defensively. Lewandowski, like again, just there was no there was no way for him to really succeed that game. So we need to see how how it plays out. Um, where because Liverpool in the second leg, yeah, I doubt Liverpool are gonna have because they're gonna be a bit more nervy. Um, at the end, yeah. But they they'll have Van Dyke back, so so they'll feel confident that they can yeah. perhaps make something on the co- on the counter. Yeah, yeah. That's bit funny. <sighs> I didn't see the game against Leon either. I saw the I saw the Liverpool game. Didn't see the Leon game. You missed the. But apparently, Messi had the disaster class. You missed a big mm-hmm. chance. Suarez was looking bummy. Suarez, nah, Suarez isn't even looking bummy. Suarez was looking disgusting. Like, he reeked off poo. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, that was literal. I could smell it through my TV, cuz. That's sad. Suarez so, so declined bear, man. But I don't yeah. know, man. I still... I, I was watching him against Sevilla. Like, the guy is just... He look, he's like... He's so, like... He doesn't look... Un, he doesn't look, like, fit nowadays. But, yeah, he runs so much. He's still got so much hunger in his game. He's still such a menace. The hunger never goes. Just the quality. Yeah. Just his coordination seems to have gone. But who knows, man? Whoever Messi's performance against Leon was, he did produce a blessing yesterday against uh, yeah. Sevilla. That, that just, it was just a classic performance. Why it's just so hard to win the league against him, like. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-eight games bad. against Messi are not fair. It's it's tough. That is tough. We doing questions? Yeah, we we got quite a few. Uh, do, do you want to read them? Yeah. Because they're they're under my tw- last tweet. Yeah, I've got I've got them bookmarked. 
I bet. Cool. Has Eden Hazard done enough in the past four years to say he's the undisputed best in England? And that was a question by at LFC Hadouken. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Got two I think rings. I think it's hard. I think it's hard. <laughs> I think it's hard to 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 dispute against it. Yeah. Over the last two seasons, is far more far far closer for you to say. Oh, maybe he's not. Maybe undisputed. Like I, I view it as undisputed, but maybe I'm a bit biased. But just yeah. for me, like going like not not including goals and assists. Just to me, is he's, he's the player that needs the, that needs the least reliance to perform like that. Just the way he keeps possession in those high areas, like the way he, I, I actually think he does improve his teammates around him. Like those, like I remember this this comp maker. He made this new comp like the way he does these back heels. It's just just so good, like so technically able. And he's, and I think maybe like it's always hard with Hazard like to make it undisputed because he's not like the goal and assist king. But just for me, like just watching him, the tro- like the the trophies he's got trophies to back it up. I mean, he's, yeah, that's even today in the final, he was incredible. Yeah, man, could have, like, could have like a salad done the same thing. No player, seen... has, no player has the levels of just intangible. For me, it's like a Henri, like it's like Henri Ronaldo Hazard in terms of the way teams are so scared of them. Like today against City, as, as soon as he got the ball. Three players were surrounding him. It's crazy. Like, I haven't seen anything like that since like Ronaldo or Henri. And it's just, and for me, that like, the Premier League is gonna miss miss him so much if he goes. Because to me, he's the he's the defining player of the of the 2010s. For me, like yeah, definitely. He's, for me, like Chelsea winning that um, Chelsea winning. It was almost like winning like LeBron in the lottery mm-hmm. and getting. In that, because that race, basically, the Hazard race, the Hazard sweepstakes in it's 2012 really- from City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and United, whoever won that basically set themselves up for glory for the next. Look at now, yeah. he's won two titles. He's been the best player in the league for five of the available eight seasons, basically. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot, like, Imagine him on Manchester City. It's a much different direction in Manchester right now. Imagine him at United. They probably keep up their level of dominance, even post-Fergie. Or even Fergie stays for an extra two seasons. That to me is what makes someone like a fantastic player. They can, If them just being at a club changes the complexion of, of something. Like, like Hazard solely being at Chelsea... No matter who they have, make some top four contenders or maybe sometimes title contenders. Whoever coach they have, just him being there. Mm-hmm. I think I think we've gone past that stage. I think I feel like now, now I think Chelsea's overall like setup uh, and the squad isn't good enough. So having Hazard is the difference maker between you being like a top four team and a challenger. I think yeah. now Chelsea are, are like a border are like a top six team. And with Hazard, they're like a top, a contesting top three team. Yeah, I think I think as soon if they just, I think with Costa it helped a lot. I think they need to get that to get more help. Really, I think just maybe two more players. Just that, I think next I think question. No. Yep, yeah, next question. 
Was a draw a terrible result for Liverpool or is it calm given their results for the rest of the season? And that was by at underscore underscore Abby underscore underscore. Dan, I want to listen to what you have to say first on this. Um, I mean, it was because of the, all those injuries um, United got, you'd think like Liverpool would set a marker. But I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't. They didn't lose, and I think they have roots. Their next five games are quite easy. They were like what? Really easy. That was yeah. really easy running. But they have. But they also have like two very big games against um, Chelsea at home and Tottenham at home. Yeah. Those are like the defining games. They I don't think there's no. Their favorite. I think they're still favorites. But I don't think this was a good result. This means they have to win every game from now till the end of the season. So 11 wins. I don't doubt them to. Um, Is this the next question? But we'll see. We'll see how much the Champions League also affects them. Because that could also affect them there. We'll see. We'll see because the Champions League could also affect their their form, the league form. Next question. Yep. Let's get it. Let's get the next question. Where are these questions are fucking jokes, man. You need more serious. Fuck you, bro. I'm seeing what's what Liverpool's under eight levels of weaknesses. Which they prove their weaknesses. Um, we need to get J Bomb in the call to, to discuss that. <laughs> he's gonna tell us he's massive now because we shouted him out. <laughs> um, this question is from at mh one hundred nine oh one, friend of the podcast. You know, who's gonna win the Europa League? Arsenal. Yeah, you actually for real think Arsenal's gonna win it? No, no. Are Milan still in it? Yeah. Uh, let me Inter. check. Let me check. No, not Inter. Chelsea we don't talk the blue side. We talk the red side. B. We on the red side of Milan. If, if Milan, we on the red side. If if Milan are still in it, then I think they're her favorites, man. Milan Inter. are winning. It's Inter, Inter in it, but Inter kind of dead right now. Uh, I don't see him as really. I'm looking at this year, and this is a winnable competition for Arsenal. Is it? Villarreal. I think we're going to go through Ren, so from then on, there are only eight teams in the competition. The only, the only team. Oh, Napoli. I think they turn it. I think, we, I think either Chelsea and, and Arsenal can turn them over. Napoli. Don't you think Ben is going to go like LeBron versus Boston? 2012, man. Fucking mm. that should be hilarious. And he does the. I don't. Think, I don't think they're good. I, they're not like a. I mean, Ren are an okay league on side, yeah. but even with Ben Affleck, it's not like it's gonna. They, it's not like they're better than Arsenal. Or not. it's not like they're even on the level of Arsenal. I hope. I had to in his bag. I want to see that. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on it, but I'm not expecting anything. He released a statement on Twitter now, on his Twitter account. 
Who? Let me read that. Let me read that for the people listening. Um, on Twitter, yeah? Yo, this shit long as fuck. <laughs> Upset and sad for being able to take the title. We fought until the end against a great team. We'll continue working to be stronger. All right, yeah, cut to the chase. First of all, I regret how the end of the match has been portrayed. At no time has it been my intention to disobey the coach or any of his decisions. I think everything has been misunderstood in the heat of the final part of a match for the title. The coach thought it was I was not in the position to play and it was my intention was to express that I was in good condition to continue while the docs had me treated me arrived at the bench to give the, the, give the message. I feel the image that has been portrayed was not my intention. I have full respect for the coach and his authority. Why did you wink then? Um, I, think that's, I think that's a bit, that's a bit weird. Because like, lying, Sarri, yeah, because like, if, if I can't Sarri, be- Sarri, 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 Sarri I was can't believe, angry, man. if Sari was like, okay, he's just said to me, I'm, I'm fine, you wouldn't have been angry. Yeah. Like, you'd have been calm, all right. But to be fair, you can't really do that in mid-cup final. The way that he said it was just... Yikes. Yeah, but it's the fact that he winked, he, he was laughing, like, nah, 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 I don't believe this. It's just some crisis management. I mean, it's a, it's a PR move. You, you can't stay silent. Yeah. Well, let's just do the next question, because yeah. I'm not trying to... We don't know the information... Everything will come out like yeah, some, exactly. some, some. We don't have. A, we don't have. A, we need a Premier League world, man. Someone that's just hearing everything, that knows everything. Um, is this Messi's peak? And from our favorite Messi fan at Leo Messi, I ten. No. Is, no. I I say no as well. Um, I think that's quite disrespectful to Messi. Exactly. What was the question? Is this Messi's peak? I think this is genuinely the worst form of Messi I've seen since 2011. I think this is the worst Messi has played in his life. Is this Messi's peak? He probably will. Yeah. It depends. Who Uh, who are the front runners? Benzema. Benzema is in it, you know. Benzema, all, all Benzema needs is a Champions League campaign and the solid start to next season. And he's in with a shout. Griezmann has a shout if he wins the Champions League. Mbappe has a shout. But I think Messi's the front runner. If PSG win the Champions League and Neymar doesn't return to the semis, you roll in with the Mbappe? You have, to, you have to give it to him, like... You can't. Yeah, because like, like, look at the season he's having. Like, Neymar can't pull up to the to the Ballon d'Or show like John Terry at the Champions uh, League final. We're gonna <laughs> pull up some dusty suit again. Yo, you can't pull up in a suit if, like that and not win. Like if if let's say if PSG win and Neymar doesn't get back to like the quarter to like the second to the second leg of the quarters or even in the semifinals, there's no justification as to why you should win it. He wasn't integral to the to winning it. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Um, the Do you have more is, questions? Yeah, yeah. The Ballon d'Or is a joke anyway, but Messi Messi is the best player in the world, so he probably should get it. 
Was Roy Keane underrated? What? Well, I, I, I can't answer. I can't answer speak on that, but he did win a PFA Player of the Year, so he can't have been. That and seven titles. And I think I think I I think I'm gonna reword that for him. Um, I think is he underrated now? I think yes. But I don't think back then people underrated Roy Keane because there was a time where people genuinely thought Roy Keane was much better than Vieira yeah. for a long time. I think, I mean, I, again, I, I didn't watch him. People I thought he was better than Vieira. I only remember one, like, real season from him. I've never seen Roy Keane. But... I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've never watched Roy Keane play live in my life. <laughs> I, I was. Uh, I won't lie either. I've never seen Reiki play. It was against Liverpool at Anfield. I've watched Roy Keane matches because I always watch old football matches on like Football and all them shits. But he he looked. He was a very good player. Don't get me wrong. Like he was really for uh, yeah for a destroyer. Really like, well, from from what I've seen in the clips, just he he always. Just so it might be weird, but yeah, like he looks reminds me a bit of like Verratti in a way, like just the tenacity in his play. Yeah, Verratti that could just do everything. I could sit, he could pop up the clutch goal. He was a good passer, high tempo passer. Very good high tempo. He's quite, I think, if you how people compare Kante, he's, he's how people always compare Kante to just black short midfielders. I genuinely think he was quite similar to Roy Keane. Yeah. So tenacious. But I think Roy Keane was a bit more technically gifted than Kante. Just the way he could pick out passes. And he was more of a leader. I think Roy Keane, when he signed for United, was like a good transfer of three million, which is a big factor. Yeah, that was a lot from knots. Yeah, yeah, transfer record fee. Yeah, so yeah, he was already he was big, but it was a transfer record at the time. Yeah, there's no more serious questions, unless you want to answer this. Kepa deserved the death penalty. <laughs> so I guess we've reached like the final, the final conclusion of the pod. Um, it was great having you, Dan. Uh, we speak regularly, so uh, it was also it's always great to have you on the podcast. Uh, remember to 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 follow us on Twitter, to listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever. Um, review us on iTunes, um, please. Review us on iTunes. We're begging. Oh and, and I hope I hope you have a good week. That's it. Uh, do you guys want to link your your thing your socials? Not really. Dan, please come back to the timeline. People keep DMing me asking you to come back. Uh, where's Chrissy Footy? Like, shut up, man. Leave me alone. Look, what I'm going to say is if, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the worst kept secret in Twitter. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so, for listening. Guys, yeah. Thank, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Nelson, Nelson will be back uh, next week, hopefully. If he doesn't duck again. But yeah, this has been the Bolsoha podcast. See you next time.